For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Eden Tashoma. You're listening to Daybreak. Today we cover an update to a lawsuit against the university, the latest USG meeting, and Hurricane Ian's landfall. It's Wednesday, September 28th. On August 16th, former university employee Kate McKinley filed a lawsuit against Princeton University on the grounds of religious discrimination. She claimed that she was fired due to her religious objections to the COVID-19 vaccine and other pandemic protocols. Last week, the university filed a motion in court to dismiss the lawsuit. I sat down with the news contributor, Olivia Sanchez, who was reporting on the case. Hi, I'm Olivia Sanchez. Um, I'm a member of the class of 2026, and I'm a news staffer at the Daily Princetonian. Uh, great. And recently you wrote a story um, about the lawsuit that's being filed against the university right now. This news on the lawsuit initially broke a few weeks ago. What's changed? Uh, so Kate McKinley, a former budget analyst for the university, filed the lawsuit on August 16th. And on September 20th, the university filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit. And what's the university's argument? So the lawsuit was filed on the grounds of Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, uh, the New Jersey Law Against Discrimination, which is NJLAD, and the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, which is GINA. And the filing uh, from the university states that their firing of McKinley did not violate any of these laws because McKinley was informed that compliance with Princeton's COVID-19 safety protocols was a condition for continued employment at Princeton, but that she chose not to comply, which served as the grounds for her termination. And prior case rulings also state that employees must provide specific religious beliefs for their refusal to comply with any workplace policies, which the university alleges that McKinley did not do, and that Gina wasn't violated because while saliva samples were taken from Princeton employees for the purpose of COVID-19 testing, McKinley did not allege that those samples were being used for any other purpose. And COVID-19 testing with the use of saliva samples is a public health measure sanctioned by the CDC and the New Jersey Department of Health and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, which McKinley filed a discrimination complaint through them. They allow employers to mandate periodic COVID testing. And GINA can only be invoked when employers request specific genetic information from employees, which the university states they were not doing. And have there been any other rulings like this in the past? Yes. There was a prior ruling that stated that there had to be specific religious beliefs stated, but also like in more recent case history, um, like a few months ago, a federal judge ruled to uphold Rutgers University's vaccine mandate because the plaintiffs uh, failed to demonstrate that their suit was likely to succeed or that the plaintiffs themselves would face irreparable harm from the vaccine mandate. And similar cases in other states have been similarly unsuccessful. So. Hey, well, great. Thanks for sitting down with me today. No problem. Thank you for having me. You can learn more about the case in Olivia Sanchez's article linked in the description or at dailyprinsonian.com. On Sunday, the undergraduate student government met for its weekly Senate meeting, continuing discussions on election management reform. The Senate passed the first of two votes on a resolution to establish a deputy elections manager position. The stated reasoning behind the initial proposal was to support the students serving as chief elections manager and followed scrutiny around the role during the Caterpillar referendum last year. After feedback from current chief elections manager Brian Lee, class of 24, the updated resolution now maintains that the chief election manager is still responsible for running election rules meetings 
though it needs to pass a second hurdle to become official. The Senate also unanimously passed the proposed budget for the fall 22 semester, which totals to $250,016. The budget sets aside $22,000 for USG movies, $20,000 in reserve for the bonfire, and almost $30,000 in additional reserves. In national news, Hurricane Ian made landfall yesterday in Cuba and is suspected to make landfall in Florida later today and into Thursday morning. The storm will hit West Florida as it gains strength in the Gulf of Mexico before hitting the coast. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis declared a statewide emergency. Ian is also expected to impact Georgia and South Carolina. Hurricane Ian's impact may also be felt here in New Jersey. Forecasters are currently reporting that the hurricane might bring heavy winds and rain to the northeast over the weekend. However, due to the dry air in this region, there's a possibility that rain will move further west toward the Appalachians. As Hurricane Ian makes its way to Florida, the January 6th trial has been postponed. Its hearing was scheduled for today. The postponed hearing would have been the first since the July 21st hearing before August recess. The January 6th committee has not scheduled a new hearing time or laid out the topics of discussion. One member of the committee, Representative Stephanie Murphy of Florida's 7th Congressional District, represents the affected area. Today, expect sunny skies with a high of 70 and a low of 49. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Nuvani Rajmalu and me, sound engineered by Jack Anderson, and produced under the 146th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, Class of 2022, and our show was created by Mark Dodici, Class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Eden Tashoma. Have a wonderful Wednesday.